Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. dinner this is jeff and kelly this month is a very special month on popcorn for dinner uh, i don't <laughs> recall exactly what it was that that like spawned the idea yeah because we're always kind of throwing ideas back and forth of like oh we could do it this month we could do it that month isn't mm -hmm. that uh and then this one just felt right yeah uh it just it's, <laughs> it just felt like the thing that i really wanted to do and it's kind of uh you know we're we're not really a we're not like a, a bad movie podcast right you know what i mean like that's yeah. not the point it's not to be like let's find terrible movies and make fun of them mm -hmm. um and you know it, it sometimes it just happens in weird ways you know like uh a, mm -hmm. a movie that shall not be named but uh rhymes with yield of screams um <laughs> where it's supposed to be really good and mm -hmm. it turns out to be something uh horrific and nightmarish um <laughs> So it, this sort of feels like the antidote to that, like a different way where it's like these movies are sort of you expected to be bad. Right. But there's always that possibility since, I mean, this one, maybe there wasn't as much of a possibility because yeah. I have seen it before. But there's okay. a bunch in the list that we have coming up that I have not seen before. And I know you haven't seen before where it's mm -hmm. like there's a possibility where one of these movies might turn out good. Yeah. It's, it's not likely. Yeah, it's not a high possibility. <laughs> yeah, but, but it could happen. There. But I mean, Field of Dreams was supposed to be absolutely great. Yeah. And it wound up uh, at least disappointing, to put it lightly. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, you never know. So this month we sort of went specifically with movies that are sort of uh, um, not meant to be bad. <laughs> but you imagine there's almost no way they could be good mm -hmm. because they are unnecessary sequels. Yep. And uh, it's it's one of my favorite things in the world in general is just like when like a really good movie gets a dog shit sequel and yeah. it's just like, wh why? How did that happen? Yeah. And this one feels to me like the fucking poster child of, yeah. of that, that horrible like Hollywood mindset of like everything could like, everything and anything could be a franchise yeah like you could do it over and over it totally makes sense this movie the original movie there is nothing to go on in terms of like oh yeah and then a next one yeah and so they have to just make up garbage like die hard is is like <laughs> a similar vein to this mm -hmm. where it's like that movie is so specific like john mcclane just happens to be in this building right when terrorists show up yeah totally you know it has nothing to do with him it just so happened to be 
and he gets mixed up in it. So the idea that they kept making movies was like, oh yeah, and then John McClane winds up he's at an airport, and there just happens to be some terrorists and yeah. stuff. You know, uh, the third movie does it a little differently, which I hope we watch it someday so that we can see it because it it takes that formula and kind of turns it on its head. But then the next two are absolutely the exact same thing Mm -hmm. where it's just like, how did he get wrapped up in this again? (laughs) So in this case, this movie is it it does it does it in the worst ways too. like we have to just jump into it to explain all the ways that the sequel is just nonsense. And the movie that we are talking about this week is Speed 2 Cruise Control. Uh, which I know, right? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's also in that vein of movies where it's like, just put the two mm-hmm. and get on with it. Yeah. We don't need a subtitle. Mm-hmm. Come on. And the fact that it's a pun is even worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like cruise control. Get it? Because they're on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like, no, let's not. <laughs> this is unfathomably Keanu-less. Yes. Like... That, I think, is where it sort of begins with the just absolute nonsense of this kind of movie. And it feels like it might be a little sexist, but action movies in and of themselves are kind of that way, where it's pretty Mm -hmm. much like the tough guy who saves the girl. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes the girl gets like a punch in every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, Holly Gennaro doesn't really do anything in Die Hard. (laughs) She just gets saved by him. Yeah. Um, And surprisingly, though, Speed... Annie is a much bigger like partner with him. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. she has to drive the bus and she, you know, even if she's, you know, uh, hysterical because, oh my God, you know, the bus driver got shot. Now I have to drive it. And I'm not yeah. even that good at driving and all that. Oh my God. But she does an admirable job mm-hmm. and he does have to save her at the end and all that. But she yeah. seemed a little more <laughs> in the game yeah. than most like damsel girls. Mm-hmm. And then this movie Like, for one, the fact that you bring back the damsel Mm -hmm. is the weirdest thing. Like, obviously, I love Sandra Bullock. I have no qualms with Sandra Bullock. One of my notes is that it's not even fair how adorable she is. It, It Truly, and it's a testament to how bad this movie is that I hated her. Like, I hated Annie in this movie. Yeah, she wasn't great. No matter how much I may love Sandra Bullock, Mm -hmm. I hated Annie in this movie. And I was like, maybe it's just been years and -hmm. years since I saw the first one. But one of my notes very shortly into the movie Mm -hmm. is literally just like, was she this much of an airhead in the original movie? Because it seems like she's a fucking moron and cannot pick up on anything and is just a terrible, weird person. Like the whole opening thing with her and Tim Conway, (laughs) Tim Conway. It is absurd that we have done two movies with Tim Conway in them on our show. (laughs) And one of them is the Shaggy DA and the other one is Speed 2. Like Tim Conway uh, deserves better, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, that whole sequence with her learning, the, the, like trying to get her license back with yeah. Tim Conway and then it gets bookended at the end. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, how is she possibly this oblivious to the damage that she is causing? Yeah. Like, is this supposed to be funny? Because it's not. Yeah. Like all she knows is how to drive fast and reckless because she had to drive that big bus. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what seems crazy. It's like she's not like terrified of it it's not like ptsd where it's like oh i don't want to drive fast at all yeah it's like no that turned her into (laughs) into a completely reckless monster apparently who like can't not run into people on the road and stuff it it was it was absurd 
Uh, and then many, many other things she did throughout the rest of the movie. I was just like, this is nuts how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and she, something I found looking up about this movie, practically everyone who did it did it to fund something else. <laughs> like, uh, I was so surprised when the final credits started to roll because I didn't pay attention at the beginning of if they mm -hmm. had like the, the you know, director and all that kind of stuff. So the first credit that pops up is director and it's Jan de Bont, which mm -hmm. I think is how you pronounce it, but I don't know. But I was like, wait a minute, he did the first speed and he did Twister and like he was responsible for this? I couldn't believe it. And then I looked into it and it was like, yeah, contractually. Because uh, they were they they optioned a sequel for it and he had to do it. Okay. And then Sandra Bullock and, and Keanu Reeves weren't contractually obligated to do it, which is why Keanu Reeves was just like, nah. Mm -hmm. And he bailed on it. And Sandra Bullock was like, well, I'd be pretty much the star. Yeah. And I get a big hefty paycheck. And that would help me get Hope Floats made. So I'll do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then Jason Patrick, who plays the new Keanu, <laughs> Alex, uh, which at least they didn't just recast Jack. Yeah. Uh, but it still is absurd that that it's just like the exact same guy again. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you could tell that the script was written to be Keanu. Mm -hmm. And then they just added that beginning sequence where she talks about how they broke up. Yeah. Because the whole movie acts as though we should give a shit about their relationship, yeah. even though we've only known about it for as long as the movie's been on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just sitting there like the scenes where they're like fighting and he's like, oh, about to ask her to marry him and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like. I don't I have no idea what their relationship is like. Yeah. I don't know their past or anything like that. She made it seem at the beginning she mentioned it was their anniversary and just the way that she talked about it made it seem like it was like their first anniversary <laughs> or like a few months. Yeah. Or something. Like, yeah, it didn't seem super serious. Yeah. It's not like, "Oh, we're celebrating our 5-year anniversary or 10-year anniversary whatever." It's, yeah. Like we've been dating for three months. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super silly. But he, Jason Patrick, also funded something else with his paycheck <laughs> from this movie. Uh, and just the the biggest like, come on, guys, you should have realized what you were doing is that Yandebant said that Speed was a like one movie concept. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not really room for a sequel to Speed. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous thing, like the bus that can't slow yeah. down. I mean, <laughs> to use the Simpsons joke, yeah. the bus that couldn't slow down is like, what else are you going to do? I read about pitches for this movie, mm -hmm. which included the plane that has to fly through the Andes Mountains, but can't go higher than 10,000 feet or it will explode. Like, it's literally just they, they just like went like. Yeah, uh, like assembly line style of like, give me a vehicle, give me a thing it can't do or it'll explode. And we got a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that this movie doesn't even technically have that. It's not even like if this boat doesn't do blank, it'll blow up. Like, no, mm -hmm. not really. It has I nothing mean, to do with that. I guess if it doesn't turn or stop. <laughs> but that all I mean, I guess. I mean, but but that is just like a thing, you know, it's yeah. not like a, a way that I mean, I guess it is sort of booby trapped because mm -hmm. Geiger has like taken over. Mm -hmm. But it's like if it runs into this oil tanker, it will explode, which is like, yeah, that's just how boats work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's not like, he, you know, like it's been yeah. jury rigged in some crazy way. It's like, no, it's just that if it runs into something, something bad will happen. Like, yeah, no, that's how that typically goes. Yes, yeah, that's as expected. <laughs> yeah, normally. <laughs> um, but yeah, he specifically said that 
Speed should not have had a sequel and then had to come had back to, had to come back and do the sequel and then he kind of like took the reins of the idea for it because of the fact that they were all so silly that he had he apparently had a nightmare like a recurring nightmare of a cruise ship that like runs into the land and like into a city or something oh. so he basically based the whole script on the final like five minutes of the movie <laughs> actually sorry more like the final half an hour of the movie oh i couldn't believe like how close they were and how mm. much time was left in the movie. I mm. noticed. like It was like it was real time. <laughs> it really, I mean, it felt longer than real time. <laughs> and some of, I mean, truthfully, I don't know exactly the, the like conversion from knots to miles per hour to whatever. Mm. Yeah, it would be miles per hour. Yeah, but it did not seem like they were as far away as they kept saying they were from the boat like they could see the other boat from their boat but they said that they were like 60 miles away and i was like no you are not oh okay so one knot is essentially 1.15 mile per hour so if they were going 17 17. they were going like nine just under 20 miles an hour okay i mean i guess for boats and their giganticness Mm -hmm. that must be absurd but I think it's just funny that it's like, I don't know anything I mean, about boats. That, that so. wasn't their cruising speed. That was the speed they were going heading towards the oh yeah, the oil tanker. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Okay. I just mean that it doesn't seem crazy to me because I have absolutely no frame of reference. Yeah. So it's like, they're going 17 knots. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy, I guess. The movie seems to make, make me feel like it might be crazy. So yeah. I guess it's crazy. <laughs> but I don't actually know. Uh, knots or anything like that but it yeah. just it, none of it seemed like it made uh like it was um like consistent <laughs> in yeah. terms of how far away they were how fast they were going yeah uh anything like that but the fact that 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 whole fucking crash sequence takes the last half hour of the movie yeah was utterly absurd like i know that the original that the first speed had the whole like the bus blows up but then there's more movie mm-hmm. because then he gets on the subway train and there's a subway fight and all that it's like but at least that was somewhat interesting yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know i wasn't just bored out of my skull like watching a a not counter like mm-hmm. tick down mm-hmm. and then that fucking hobbit navigator guy yeah. <laughs> going like four knots three two and then when it finally stops he sounds confused <laughs> that it says zero now yeah. and it's like you're not moving of course it's zero they're yeah. like zero and then he says it again later and i was like yeah. did they miss that cut like they they weren't supposed to put the first one in <laughs> and they missed it and the second one was supposed to be when he says zero or what happened there but it, he realized it twice yeah <laughs> which just sort of goes to show how poorly put together this movie is <laughs> but overall there were so many moments in this movie where I could feel the the ghost of the first movie mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're mm-hmm. doing that. Like like later when it was like, oh, look, Alex is going under the boat. Like, remember when Jack went under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's just so, so like, come on, man. Yeah. I didn't understand <laughs> so much like not even so much of like the movie didn't explain it well Mm -hmm. but it was like the movie explained it and then i was like wait wait movie are you serious (laughs) right now because it's like okay so you got alex who is essentially just jack again Mm -hmm. yeah 
same guy. It's the fact that in that opening motorcycle chase, which was absurd, the mm. fact that a truck with stolen computers mm-hmm. needs to get run down off the road by a motorcycle cop yeah. in order to like subdue them. Like, what are they going to do? Like cross the border and you can't follow them or something? Like if you know that there's a truck with stolen computers in it, like tail it discreetly yeah. <laughs> until they get where they're going and then be like, gotcha. Like, why is he chasing them? And the fact that the movie just starts yeah. and they're chasing him is mm-hmm. like, okay, so we don't have to explain how we got into this. Yeah. Uh, but now he's chasing a truck with stolen computers on his motorcycle. Yeah. Trying to lure him into or guide him into a, a cop yeah, stop. Like, yeah. Like a roadblock, mm-hmm. uh, which still it's just like the, the fact that it like goes off the road and the truck driver jumps out of it and it goes God knows where. Yeah. Like all of that, it, like how much damage is being done? By this chase that is like, is that really going to be offset by like, we got them. We got mm-hmm. the stolen computers. Yeah. <laughs> like if this dude was like, he just murdered some people. We need to chase him. Yeah. Or he has hostages or something like even that. I would be like, don't chase him. Yeah. <laughs> but like if the stakes were a little higher, I'd maybe understand why they are chasing him. Mm-hmm. But it was like, he has a truck full of stolen computers. Like just no, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's absurd. Um, I did sort of like the fact that Mac was back, the guy from the first movie, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cop guy who's in just that scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's weird that Jack and Alex both had the same commanding officer on the LAPD. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so happens. Like, again, clearly was supposed to be Keanu. And they were just like, well, yeah. now his name is Alex. He is a different man. <laughs> but yeah, he chases him down. And immediately you see the like shoddy sequelness to it because if you remember in the first speed the start of that movie is all those people stuck in that elevator and then jack and harry mm-hmm. uh go and like save them and whatever and there's a mad bomber who is dennis hopper who is the bad mm-hmm. guy for the rest of the movie like the opening of the movie is connected to the rest of the movie yeah and in this one it is just a nonsense motorcycle stunt set piece to show you that Alex is a daredevil or something. Mm-hmm. And so you can already see the fucking like string falling <laughs> off of just like, oh, wait, um, and we need like an action sequence to start it. But there's no way to connect anything to this ridiculous villain that we have set up for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so it just has to be something completely random. Yeah. Uh, and I did not enjoy that so much. Uh, and then you get the like conflict between Annie and Alex, yeah. which is so like, I wonder what that was like. I mean, I can assume what it was in the original script with Keanu, mm-hmm. where it would be just like, you keep getting into dangerous situations mm-hmm. and I can't handle that anymore. Yeah. And okay, blah, 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 whatever. We're going to go on a vacation and have a good time and not be crazy or whatever. Right. But in this movie, it's, <laughs> they change it so that he's a cop. And she knows he's a cop, but she doesn't know how much of a cop he is. Yeah, <laughs> like, she thinks he he has like a beat at the beach. Yeah, which is like, I guess. But at the same time, you can't be that surprised that he's in dangerous situations if he's a cop. Yeah. Like, even if he has a fucking beat on the beach... Like, what if a fucking gunfight breaks out on the beach yeah. and he has to do something about it? <laughs> and are you going to get mad at him for that? Yeah. It, like, her her concept of him 
is so ridiculous and such an obvious like oh shit we just gotta we gotta put a new character in here Mm -hmm. instead of the guy who we already know stuff about (laughs) and uh, and it doesn't make any sense and they were just like okay just move along just keep the movie going because the rest of it gets so good we just have to get there (laughs) and so they yeah (laughs) so he has he right he's already bought her tickets to this cruise right like yeah he was gonna give them to her at dinner that night Right, so they have tickets to a cruise. They're going to go on this nice, relaxing, like, Caribbean cruise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seemed especially absurd to me that, like, it, this was one of the the moments of, like, her being so, like, vapid and kind of stupid in this movie is that it's, like, she was furious that he was, like, a motorcycle action cop. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, tickets to a cruise? And she's, like, oh, okay, okay, fine, we're good. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, he's still that cop. Yeah. It's not like he said, like, I'm going to quit being this cop and let's go live a quiet life somewhere else. It's like, <laughs> as soon as this cruise is over, he's going back to being a cop. Yeah. And you're still going to have a problem with it. <laughs> but who cares? We're on a cruise. Whatever. Yeah. So they get on the cruise and <laughs> I have, I don't know if I have ever seen someone like it, it's of no fault of his own because there's nothing he can do about it. He's Willem Dafoe. Uh, but I don't think there has ever been a more obvious bad guy in a movie where it's like the first time you see him, he is berating the like uh, the, the like attendant yeah. to the to the cruise because his golf clubs aren't there. Yeah. And he's just like freaking out on him. And it's just like if people didn't know at the start, like I don't know how much the trailer gives away. Mm-hmm. I assume it shows him. Probably, but I I feel like, and maybe this was just because I saw it as a kid, and so I was very, uh, you know, I probably didn't sit around watching trailers before (laughs) I saw a movie. It was just like, Mm -hmm. a movie, let's watch it. Yeah. Um. So I definitely, I like had no idea that it would be like Dennis Hopper as the bad guy in Speed, because it's just like he's he's briefly in the beginning of the movie, but you don't, you kind of don't see him that Mm -hmm. much. And then he's on the phone most of, like most of the time he's calling Jack. Yeah. And then you finally see him and everything. Uh, so this movie, the fact that it's just like he's right there in your face, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. So he's clearly evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my notes. So obviously Willem Dafoe is the bad guy. Of course. Like. No chance he's anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but guy. like <laughs> he just I I wrote into my notes at one point. I was just like, so Geiger's plan is absurd. I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. we hadn't even gotten into it yet, like really yeah. into it. And I was just like, there's no way that this is going to be as like relatively simple, like air quotes, yeah. <laughs> as uh, as Dennis Hopper's in the first movie, where it's literally just like, there's a bus. If it goes under 50, it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Fucking pay me. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. And it's like, there, you know, you eventually find out that it's a bit of revenge because mm-hmm. he was a cop and they fucked him over and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. So the revenge angle of this movie, I definitely like saw coming in the vaguest sense. Yeah. Where it's like, OK, there's probably some revenge going on here. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it. Expect what the revenge was for. And yeah. I also was like, did anybody buy this? Yeah. <laughs> In the 90s, like, were there people who didn't know, like, since 1997, it's not even like it's like 1991 or something where it's like even then computers were fucking everywhere. But by 97, I guarantee you, like, most households probably had a computer at that point. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that fucking Geiger says that he got copper poisoning 
from working with computers too much. Yeah. <laughs> it was like nobody bought this, right? Yeah. There's no it's... way. Like, I almost thought it was like a ruse yeah. or something because I was like, that doesn't happen ever. And it's not it's not even like uh like a, but it's a famous myth that it might happen. So a mm-hmm. movie will, you know what I mean? Like I used a microwave too many times close to my head and I got cancer or it's like, yeah. that's not how it works, but there's enough like mythology around it yeah. that you could maybe throw it into a movie or something. I don't understand where the copper poisoning would have come from if he's just like programming computers, not even yeah. building computers. Yeah. As far as I can tell, he's just making programs for them and it's so Poisons I, yeah, I don't know. He said something about like the electromagnetic field or something like that. <laughs> Which like, is even more absurd. Right, it's like, it's like, that's, like not even physical what? contact with something. You got copper poisoning through the air. Yeah. From a computer? What? Um, so that was obviously insane. Yeah, maybe maybe he was fired because he went insane. <laughs> yeah, he got copper poisoning from all that copper he was eating. Yeah, <laughs> those he pennies blamed... he was pounding. <laughs> yeah. And then he blamed the company that fired him because he's a lunatic. Oh, man, it's just, it's so absurd. But, like, <clears throat> the start of his plan, because I, I remembered bits and pieces, because I, I had seen this movie before. Yeah. Um, and so there were there were things that I had remembered. Uh, one of them was definitely not the leeches. I don't know how that like completely blew past me. <laughs> like, you know, like as a kid, I watched it and it mm-hmm. didn't cement itself in my brain. Yeah. Because as soon as you pulled them out, I was like, wait a minute. What are the leeches for? <laughs> like, yeah. Why is this wait, happening? What? I mean, by the end, he sort of explains it like these little guys suck the copper out of my blood, which is like, I don't know enough about leeches or blood. To know if that's how that works. But at least that is like enough of like, okay, if you have copper poisoning, then I guess I understand what you're doing. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense how you got copper poisoning, but okay. And I get that it makes you creepier. Yeah. Um, I mean, it also plays into the, this guy's fucking insane. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly. I don't think that's how leeches work. Yeah. But what I find so funny is that it's like this dude like has such a plan like he has so much shit figured out for his plan because essentially what he does is he like takes over the ship he like hacks into all the computers on the Mm -hmm. ship because it's like the most automated ship on the seas and he hacks into it because he created the programming and shit for it right and he makes it aim for a specific place which is something that i'll get into later because it seemed especially absurd. Like his computer skills are off the chain yeah. <laughs> in terms of what his programs can do, mm-hmm. especially in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he like, he, he hacks into the computer. He aims it to a certain place. Mm-hmm. He tricks them into getting everybody off of it or he tries to. Yeah. Which definitely confused me. Cause I was like, so he doesn't want hostages. What does he plan to do? Like, if everyone yeah. left, yeah, and then anyone found out that like a ship got hijacked and is going somewhere, it would get intercepted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you someone would, yeah. would try to stop it on its way to wherever it was going. But if he has hostages, like he does on accident because his plan doesn't work <laughs> out right, that's the only reason he really is able to like make it. I guess because yeah. if everyone got off the ship and then 
told someone yeah. <laughs> like hey by the way i mean i guess they they abandoned ship far enough out that the cruise ship will get there quicker than the lifeboats mm. unless another random ship happens upon the lifeboats <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean you it's, it's too much so thought. convoluted yeah it's super convoluted <laughs> but he he gets a bunch of the passengers off by faking fires mm-hmm which it seemed to me was only a way to show off possibly the most infuriating part <laughs> of the character of Alex. Like Alex as a character is such like you know you just you're just sitting there and you're like you should have been Keanu. Yeah. Even if this movie's <laughs> terrible, you should have been Keanu. Like the whole point of fucking speed was Keanu and Sandra Bullock and the fact that you're not makes me not like you you're not necessarily <laughs> doing anything wrong like jason patrick doesn't do anything where i'm sitting there like this guy fucking sucks at acting yeah he's just not keanu and his character is terrible so i hate him <laughs> but he brings up early in the movie that he like has a in, in like an exquisite like gut feeling you yeah. know what i mean like that is what he is good at is mm -hmm. is just is having good instincts yeah and let me let me find fucking what I wrote because I was like, oh my, oh yeah, I just wrote Alex's gut is definitely gonna lead him to figure out shit he has no fucking business figuring out. Mm -hmm. Like that is the only reason for him to be like, oh, he's got, he, I get gut feelings and they're always right. Yeah, it's like, oh, so that's just so that you can wander around a boat that you don't understand. Yeah, you know nothing about boats, and yet you're the one who comes up with all the plans for how to like foil this hijacking, even though you don't know how boats work. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's because my gut, but yeah. it, but the, the the fires that he fakes mm -hmm. with sulfur smoke, which Alex smells and realizes that wouldn't be a real fire smell. These fires are fake, and I was like, how could you possibly I mean, know that? He said he said it was a smoke bomb. So well, I right, mean, but I mean, the fact that he is correct that the fires are fake, it's like, you know, there might just be sulfur in whatever he's yeah. using to light fires yeah like what but it's like no it's his gut so he's right mm -hmm. uh and since he figures that out the last boat of survivor or like the last boat of of people trying to get off the last lifeboat like doesn't leave on time because he keeps blah 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 whatever he, i yeah, hated he's sticking around yeah i hated that whole uh, sequence of the the lifeboat going down and then they're like it gets caught and then the angle's weird and then oh no what's gonna mm -hmm. happen and i was like nothing yeah nothing is gonna happen they're gonna just bring these people back up eventually this is gonna be a gigantic waste of time mm -hmm. and it's of course not gonna make any sense because that one lady tries to like get out of the boat and yeah. come to him like oh help me get me out of here and he's like no don't it's gonna tip the boat and then it does and two people fall out of the boat into mm -hmm. the cold icy waters it didn't look like they were wearing life jackets so I they mean... are dead oh it doesn't matter because they got sucked under the boat yes that's right. But I don't think that the waters were icy because they were in the Caribbean. Well, it was nighttime. I don't know. I don't know how water works. Anyway. <laughs> it, um, is, it wouldn't have been icy. It wouldn't have been like, you know, heated pool warm. Like a jacuzzi or anything. But, yeah. Okay. But either way, it doesn't matter. They got sucked under the yeah, boat and they're, they're dead. dead. They're dead no matter what. And then um, her husband in the background of the scene says don't worry it wasn't your fault like <laughs> fuck you it totally was absolutely was. her fault um also was that not the mom and dad of the deaf girl yes okay because they were monsters and they deserved to die absolutely uh that was pro possibly one of the like cruelest things i've ever seen 
because they show that little girl earlier and she's mm-hmm. sign languaging to Alex and they're talking and she's like flirting with him because she's a teenager and she's like, oh, he's, he's, cute. Yeah, he's so cute, uh, which leads to one of the most awkward like, moments of the movie later. Yeah. But it's like she's deaf. Her parents are kind of like, like annoyed with her, it seems, at the dinner table. Yeah. And then later when they go down for like the gala thing or whatever, and she's wearing a dress that clearly makes her feel good. Yeah. And you'd think, especially with someone who's probably like ostracized all the time, that it's like, just let her feel good for a second. Yeah. And they say she looks like a clown. Mm -hmm. They tell her to her face that she looks like a clown. And I was, Awful. I was like, these are the worst parents. And then she wanders off because she's moody and she's a teenager and they just <laughs> called her a clown. Yeah. And she wanders off and they're just like, eh, whatever. And she'll be fine. She'll be fine. What? She's on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And, and you're just going to let her wander off like she could just wander up to the deck and then fall into the fucking ocean for all yeah. you know. Yeah, like, not hear someone coming or yeah. something. like absurd even, even if she didn't have any amount of hearing loss if it was just, <laughs> yeah, a, like, 15 it was just a little girl. girl yeah don't call them a clown that's <laughs> awful and don't let them just wander around a strange place especially at night but yeah so the boat that the woman literally just like takes a weird step on and it flings people off the other side of the boat mm-hmm. does nothing when both Dante and Alex are clambering around on it like monkeys. Yeah. And it does nothing. It doesn't even move an inch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the stupidest fucking sequence in this movie. Just get yeah. it over with. It takes so long for it to just be like, yep, all these people stay on the boat. Yeah. Like, great. You could have figured that out so long ago yeah. <laughs> with so much less dumb shit happening. Like, I get it that you're an action movie, so you need like an action set piece or something. But when it's so clear what is going to happen, and especially when the characters suck so much. Yeah. Like, oh, I, my God. I, I know that there were a couple of, like, annoying people on that bus in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you kind of felt for those people. Because it was just like, I'm just on the bus. Yeah. I was, like, going to work or some shit. Like, I was just living a regular old life, and now I'm in the middle of all this craziness. Yeah. And in this movie, it's just like, oh, all these fucking cruise guests are a bunch of rich, dumb assholes mm-hmm. that I don't fucking care about. Even in the slightest, like there's not one Alan Ruck in the bunch. <laughs> you know, the guy who plays Cameron in mm-hmm. fucking Ferris yeah, Bueller, yeah. his character, as much of like a sort of dick as he is, because mm-hmm. he's like a tourist or something, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. You still feel for that dude when shit gets like starts getting real and he's just like, oh, my God, I don't even know. Yeah. You know there's like true, like small, quiet, somber moments in that first movie as these like normal people realize it's life or death yeah and then in this movie it's literally just a bunch of dumb rich people the fucking sequence with the smoke coming in the vent and they're mm-hmm. like everyone get naked and cover the vents this is silly joke time yeah it's like i don't care about any of you i don't care if you die like if that whole hallway fills up with smoke and kills you i don't yeah. care i wish it would and we could just move on <laughs> who is the actor that played the big guy that was in- oh i never remember his name i just oh. know he's from friends Yes. Where he dances he, with Joey and he's a trigger. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The the, the like, super. Yeah. Um, but you know, he is a guy, you know, he's in so much stuff that, you know, you see him and you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay, this guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's hard to necessarily hate him. Yeah. But just as like a concept, these characters, they just they don't matter at all. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't care if they die. Like that whole scene, the whole fucking ending when the boat is crashing mm-hmm. and they're on the deck and just like running around like idiots. And at one point they yell like, save us. And yeah. I'm like, who are you talking <laughs> to? Yeah. 
There is oh. no one near you and no one <laughs> on the ground could do anything if they could hear you. Yeah. It's like you are on the thing that's destroying everything. Yeah. And making all of the noise, destroying it, muffling your screams. Yeah. Just it's like you are screaming to nothing. And hope for the best. Yeah. It's the stupidest bunch of characters Ugh. in the world. I hated it. Um, but Geiger, like his his plan apparently is to get everybody off the boat and then he's going to drive it somewhere and it's going to crash into an oil tanker and then he's yeah. going to escape with a bunch of jewels that are for some reason on this fucking boat as soon as those jewels showed up in that sequence where it was like guess what cruise guests yeah here's something fun for you a giant diamond collection yeah like a million dollars worth of diamonds here just tonight yeah, like how is that entertainment how do you, how is Rich that? assholes. It's just like they have a singer on the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there it's like, okay, that's a thing. Like yeah. that's an actual piece of entertainment. Like if you had like the bare naked ladies on the boat, maybe I, you know, <laughs> understand why that is there as entertainment. Yeah. But the idea of just like, we are going to have a bunch of people walk around and drape diamonds <laughs> over their arms and show you them. Mm -hmm. Like apparently you could buy them. It seemed like one yeah. of the guests was purchasing it. And I was like, if this is a collection, is it someone's collection? Like that it's is showing it off? Or is this from a store? Yeah, know. like for purchase. Like the whole point is to show it off and have people buy it. I guess. I don't understand. It didn't I... seem like a thing that's real. It seemed like a horrible fucking like yeah. a, a shoehorned way to get a bunch of riches Mm -hmm. onto the boat for Geiger to steal. Yeah, I don't it, know. I didn't the cruise I went on was not that fancy. <laughs> yeah. We played bingo. <laughs> it was great. I won $160. <laughs> oh man. But so <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Like the It's so silly that they're they... just there for it to become a jewel heist, which yeah. I like wrote a note. I was like, oh, so he's doing all this stuff to get the jewels yeah. and then he had the whole like revenge plan and i was like oh so it's just revenge like the jewels just happen to be here oh no no he did want them okay. i had the exact same train of thought where it's just like oh right i guess it's about diamonds and it was like oh no it's about revenge like oh it's about revenge and diamonds i guess okay two birds i guess I yeah know. i mean it seems like a <laughs> i don't know um but <laughs> the funniest thing to me and it was both like the moment where it was like, how the fuck did a guy who plans all of this out do something as stupid as this? And how does nobody notice how stupid this is? And then also on the other hand, it was another moment of Alex's gut being mm -hmm. total bullshit. Uh, that one is the funniest part, in, to my opinion. But <laughs> like he, he's freaking out about golf at the beginning. Or he's freaking out about his golf clubs. Right. And then later, they're all on the deck. Like, he's sitting by the bar, and Annie talks to him for, like, a second. Mm -hmm. And then walks back over to Alex with their drinks, and he's being a little bitch about it. And he's yeah. like, oh, why don't you talk to your new boyfriend over there? Uh, like, she's on a fucking cruise. Let her socialize. Yeah, and Jeez. it was literally, like, he clearly didn't, like, want anything to do with her. It's not yeah. like he was like, oh, hey, baby. Yeah. He's just like, oh, hi. <laughs> you are also a guest here. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Alex gets suspicious. Because the golfer doesn't want to watch golf. Yeah. Because he's like, the, the game, you know, the tournament's been on the TV behind him and he hasn't looked at it once. I was like, oh, great cop skills, you dipshit. Like, yeah. that's all it takes for you to be suspicious of someone. Like, I've heard he likes this sport mm -hmm. and he isn't looking at it right now. Yeah. 
better <laughs> suspect him of something. Yeah, right. Uh, but what was absolutely absurd, and it's like, I guess I, I didn't pay that close of attention of of the golf bag that he had. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he like got his clubs and you and you realize that like oh they are yeah, you know detonators and, and bombs stuff. and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like his entire bag is drivers. He doesn't have any chip like any fucking uh, yeah. wedges yeah. or putters. It's literally a fucking golf bag of like thirteen drivers. <laughs> it's like anybody would be suspicious of that. Yeah, be like, uh... wait a minute, do you are you like a hole in one every round kind of guy? And then you and you break also it. break it as soon as you get it because you're like every club only has one in it. And you snap it over your knee and use the next one. And then he pulls out the golf balls that are like part of his bomb things. Mm-hmm. And they're absurdly huge. Yeah. Like I have seen plenty of golf balls in my life. Yeah. None of them are that big. Like there is a uniform golf ball size. Yeah. And those are not it. Those like, are so much bigger. Like they are almost tennis balls. <laughs> it's like who like I, I get that there's probably not, and especially like back then, mm-hmm. that there wasn't like a huge like TSA, like let me look at all your shit before you get on this boat kind yeah. of thing. But it's like if anybody saw either of those two components, they'd be like, what the f- fuck is this yeah like, why do you only have drivers why are your golf balls gigantic <laughs> why are you bringing golf clubs on a cruise yeah yeah like <laughs> and, and drivers specifically yeah like, like are you are you gonna set it up on the deck and just fucking <laughs> chalk them out into the ocean or something like that's polluting please yeah. don't do that and you might get a hole in one in a whale's blow hole. <laughs> like all of that was absurd but then later when they don't know who's doing this because he calls to the bridge and he's just being creepy mm-hmm. he's like oh mr sent <clears throat> whatever the fuck his name was like giuliano or whatever mm-hmm. i love tamir morrison the guy who played him the 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 uh i think he's uh New Zealand, I think he's a, I think he's a Kiwi. Okay, uh, but I've, he's been in a ton of stuff, and I've mm-hmm. always loved him. Uh, but I felt bad for him in this movie. <laughs> but he's talking to him, and he's you know being creepy about it, whatever. And then Alex busts in because he's like, "Hey, I'm LAPD," and it's like yeah. no one out here is like that. Doesn't matter here. Yeah, your jurisdiction is so far away, yeah. and you are <laughs> not on duty, and none of this like uh, none of it fucking matters to you. Like yeah. obviously, it, you care. Because you don't want to like die or something, right? But it's like none of this is your shit to deal with, and also you're not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> but he just busts into the bridge and he's like, "I'm taking over, I guess." Yeah. And he starts figuring oh, out. Oh, because the captain's dead. Oh yeah. It's like, well, then it becomes fucking Giuliano's job. It yeah. doesn't become your job. It's not just like <laughs> the first person to raise your hand after the captain's dead becomes the captain. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 me, 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 me. I've been dying to be captain. Yeah. I don't know anything about boats though. Is that going to be a problem? But he's trying to figure it out, and he's like, "Oh, you know, whatever the 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 explosives must have been something you know round that can roll around, you know, like a ball, like golf, golf, Geiger." And I just went, "Fuck you, movie." Yeah, <laughs> that is what I wrote down because I was like, <laughs> his fucking gut again is just like, it must be round, like assumptions complete assumptions you have no idea what these things were or are or where they are Mm -hmm. or what they have done you don't know anything like that is my biggest thing he never like finds a clue and figures it out Mm -hmm. it's literally just assumption and then he's right (laughs) and it's like it's because of his gut or whatever but that moment was like both insulting and hilarious just the like (laughs) golf golf 
Geiger. <laughs> like that's the worst game of Duck what? Duck Goose on the planet. Golf, golf, Geiger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, like the fact that his plan is to like fake fires to get everyone off the boat to send it towards a oil tanker mm-hmm. that seemingly has done nothing to yeah. him. He, they're just part of the distraction. <laughs> he just happened to be there so that he can blow that up and then he can get onto his seaplane that he has rented and parked in the middle of the ocean Yeah, and is just waiting for it. Like, did he hire someone to like fly it over there and then go swim back to the rental place? Did he get there days ago and fly it there and like anchor it because there's no anchor on it obviously he just gets in it and starts flying yeah so there's nothing that's keeping it in the spot that it's like it's not like a dirt road behind some bushes where you can like hide something it's the ocean how is that plane not like like swept off to sea never to be seen again maybe he started it at shore and that's just where it wound up (laughs) yeah he's like oh shit that was supposed to be way over there yeah it's just gradually drifting out but it's clearly not because he goes to it oh yeah no i know (laughs) um but like all of that is so absurd but like his computer hacking skills and hit the the programs that he makes ridiculous are so absurd like and it was one thing that i didn't realize until way 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 later in the movie when they started showing the oil tanker Mm-hmm. because there were words that were like thrown around that I didn't understand what was going on. And then finally it clicked. And I was like, I've never noticed this before in my life, but holy fucking shit. How advanced are his computer systems for one? There's a moment when he, when like, uh, you know, Alex, I almost called him Jack when Alex <laughs> and fucking uh, J- Mr. Giuliano and whatever are like doing shit to try to stop the boat because right. like, we can't stop it. We got to slow it down somehow. We got to do this and that somehow. And they do something. I think it might be when they wrap the wire around it. I didn't, yeah, but the, that seems too late into the movie. It's like, I forget. They must have done something else to try to slow it down too. Well, they, they flooded those rooms. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're doing a bunch of dumb shit to try mm-hmm. to slow the boat down or whatever. And Geiger like realizes this. Yeah. He's like, oh, geez. So he fucking types some shit into his computer. Probably the one on his arm, which was so silly. He just has like a keyboard that's attached to his arm that he can just go like, and then it makes everything happen. But at one point, his computer thing just says, modify course to compensate. Like it asks him, like, is that what you'd like to do? And he just goes like, yes. And then it just does it. Yeah. I was like, that is all you need to program into it? Yeah. It's just like something is wrong. You, computer, figure out all of the shit that needs to go down to compensate for that. Mm -hmm. And the computer's just like, yep, and does it for him somehow. No idea how that could possibly happen. Even now, even with computer technology the way it is now, to just write into something like modify the course to compensate for something that I have not prepared for. Yeah. And the computer just being like, gotcha. I don't think that that would ever happen ever. I mean, it might. You know. I, I I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that way way early in the movie, when he starts setting up all these ridiculous things, mm-hmm. um, I think one of my favorite moments is when he goes into the the bridge and he's pretending to be drunk, yeah, just so he can like <laughs> fuck with their shit, yeah. And then he slams that like receiver or whatever the fuck under mm-hmm. one of their desk things, yeah. 
to like apparently to like take control or to do yeah, whatever. That's the like yeah. transmitter or whatever. And the camera got like zooms in on it, like showing us. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, I mean, I noticed it as soon as he did it because oh, it was yeah. very clear. So I thought it was kind of like a little overkill to like do the whole like look at the thing. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, we know it's there. <laughs> but the fact that it's like going in on it and it's beeping. Mm-hmm. It's like you de- you designed this thing and you know that it needs to be somewhere where it's not to be found. Yeah. And it's beeping. You jackass. <laughs> like, why it's would that be a thing? Not very discreet. Yeah. But when he is uh, like typing in the new coordinates for the boat, because obviously they're supposed to be going one place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to make it go somewhere else. Yeah. He types. He typed in some words. And I assumed it was a place. I assumed it was like. A town or something yeah, that has an island. Yeah, or something. something that has fixed coordinates. Yeah. So that you would know exactly where it is so that the boat would not ever be wrong because that's where it's supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. The thing that is called like Endhoven Lion yeah. or whatever. And I was like, okay, that must be like a town or some shit. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's the name of the oil tanker. Yeah. And I was like, you can just write in the name of a boat. Like, and the tenth fucking autopilot just knows where that boat is. Apparently, like in the days way before GPS and shit, where like I mean, maybe there's some sort of GPS, yeah. but not the way it is now, where it's like your phone could find a fucking boat on the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> but in 1997, there's no way that the computer system of a boat, even the extra computers that he brought on board, <laughs> could possibly be like, oh yes. I mean, even if they knew, like, oh the boat, it's over near this town. Mm-hmm. It's like. What if it literally just moves? Yeah. Like a hundred feet to the left and you're wrong now. Yeah. Like how could it possibly know? Like absurd. Was there a scene where he had like mind control or something? What the fuck was that? Yeah. That confused the shit out of me. And at first I was like, oh my God, dude, I just totally not remember that uh, Mr. Giuliano is in on it with him. Yeah, because that's what it seemed like at first. Because he he just he says something, and mm. then on the bridge, Mr. Giuliano says basically that exact same thing. Yeah, and then it cuts back to Geiger, and he says a response to that, mm-hmm. and then the captain says a very similar response back to him. Yeah, and it took me a few minutes to realize that I was like, okay, I think it's that he knows this, like he knows boat etiquette or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want to call it like he knows procedure yeah well enough to know that if this happens this will be their response mm-hmm. and so he's listening to them and he's saying it and when they say it he knows that he's like on the right path you know what i mean yeah. like oh, okay they're buying it because mm-hmm. at first all the shit that he does just like nominally changes what the boat's doing like just a little bit yeah and they're like oh captain what's going on over here you know and fucking (laughs) you know and he's like oh something something and then that's when that happens where it was like oh that that could be explained away as human error Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah that happens sometimes like that's essentially all it is but yeah that whole scene it made it seem like either he was controlling them or he was telling them what to say. Yeah. At first, I thought that was what was happening, that he was telling Mr. Giuliano what to say to, like, mm-hmm. cover it up. That's what I thought. And then the second person said something, and I was like, wait, it, Yeah, what? that was <laughs> so unnecessary and only led to confusion. Like, that, yeah. didn't, that didn't help explain anything. Yeah. Like, other than the fact that, like, thinking of it right now of, like, oh, it probably meant... That he just knows what he's doing real hard. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that was all about. 
But in the moment, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and it totally like derails yeah. like any sort of semblance of like, I know what's happening in this mm-hmm. movie. Suddenly you're like, all bets are off. Yeah. Maybe Alex is Jack and he's going to pull <laughs> off like a Mission Impossible mask and it's Keanu Reeves <laughs> underneath or something. Who knows at this point? Like the only thing that this movie has going for it is the fact that Geiger is Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. If it was someone with less like zaniness to him, it would have been <laughs> such a bore. Those crazy eyes that he throws yes. during that one scene, like that is that like that's a meme online. <laughs> it's just like anything crazy, just throw that screenshot up of mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, like, yeah, like it's insanity. <laughs> um, and so many of his lines, there was a line towards the end that I mentally added the word Spider-Man to the end of it, because <laughs> all I could think of it was, was the Green Goblin from yeah. Spider-Man. It was when he says, looks like your vacation's almost over, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> so fucking silly. I thought that was hilarious. Like th- that whole ending, because it's like they're going towards the fucking oil tanker. Mm-hmm. They finally figure out how to turn the boat, like doing some fucking underwater shit. I don't care. Yeah. None of that. I didn't, I really didn't care about any of that because I didn't care about either of the people doing it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh no, Alex and Dante might drown. Like, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I really don't care. So many of the little bits of like attempted comic relief were so just like dumb mm-hmm. like Dante taking pictures of everything it's yeah. like I, unless you're gonna show me those pictures later movie yeah. I don't care and you're clearly not gonna so fuck off yeah just don't do that <laughs> but they finally figure out how to turn the boat so that it doesn't hit the oil tanker and so instead it's aimed directly at this like port town and mm-hmm. it's gonna fucking destroy it for one they turned that thing all the way mm-hmm. to make the boat turn so that it wouldn't hit the oil tanker yeah, why isn't keep- it going in circles because uh, they they could only correct it so far. But like, it turns like hard. Like it turns like a full 90 degrees. Because they keep turning the thing. I the, know. But like is that they have not. have to keep turning that to keep the whatever the rudder like aimed in that direction. So why didn't they keep doing it? Like, I, thought I don't it, know. I thought they it was, should have just I, kept turning it yeah, so like, that they I, just I, did a Yui. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. Like I thought it was that they cranked it all the way to one side so that. The, the propeller would now be pushing it and the rudder would be aiming it so that it would turn and then you would have to like turn it back to straighten it again. So it seems like it should have been still angled in the way for it to just like and just do a big huge 180. Yeah. But then it just runs into the fucking oil tanker kind of. Yeah. And like then it gets aimed it. at the town and then it's just going straight for the rest of it. And it's like if you can turn it in that tiny bit of space Mm -hmm. for it to not hit the fucking oil tanker, you can turn it again to not hit the town. Yeah. Like, you're the one who set this up, movie. (laughs) You showed us that it's possible to turn this boat, and then you just forget about it a moment later Mm -hmm. when the stakes are even higher because of all the fucking civilians that you're clearly going to kill. Um, And then one of my favorite lines, because it it was just such like a... Like a just like who fucking even cares anymore line from like the supposed hero of the movie is when they're like, I, I, I forget if they've already started crushing the town or if they're <laughs> about to crush the town. But Alex says, this isn't happening. And I was like, so our brave hero just rejects reality <laughs> and is just like, well, I've done a bunch of things to save people, but this is just 
too far. I give up. I refuse to believe I am responsible for this. <laughs> and well, whoever dies, dies. I don't care. <laughs> um, and they fucking crash into the town and it's fucking ridiculous. After smushing a bunch of boats. <laughs> that explodes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, an exploding sailboat. That was not my even not part. even like a like you know small yacht party yeah, boat. Something that like, might have an engine on it. Yeah, no. This a was clearly sailboat. a sailboat, and it exploded into fire. Yes, and on then, the sea. And then there was the like smaller little motorboat that like went off a ramp and into a building. <laughs> yeah. Like flying over the heads of people. Oh yeah. And that fucking boat crash takes forever <laughs> to the point where I just didn't care anymore at all. Yeah. And then when it ends with the fucking boat tip like boom hitting that bell, I was mm-hmm. just like, can the movie be over now, please? Yeah. And it still wasn't. It hit the bell and then it tipped over like a minute later. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not even done being a fucking ending to the movie like it ended and it's still going and still geiger's out there somewhere yeah Um, with annie yeah with annie who disappears for so much of the movie that was another huge thing it's like she was dumb Mm -hmm. and she was constantly sidelined yep like it was constantly like annie you go over there Mm -hmm. i'll go do the action thing you stay with the unsuspecting hostages (laughs) i'll go do all the cool stuff yeah like and again like the the idea of bringing the damsel from the first movie back without the hero Mm -hmm. is so silly and it's like maybe you should have fucking flipped the script yeah and had the guy be the the like oh i don't know like a spooked guy who wouldn't yeah. want to get into it and annie's like i got this i've been through this yeah. i can do that you know what i mean like you had the perfect opportunity yeah to have like a really awesome i mean the movie probably still would have sucked if it had a similar script because it was nonsense yeah but at the very least you could have had like hey lady action movie sandra bullock yeah fucking being the hero who Look has to like go. yeah but like if she was the one who took out the bad guy or something mm-hmm. especially because she's sitting in the plane right next to him yeah and it's like, all right, Annie, because obviously, you know, Geiger is going to essentially like kill himself, which is a bummer because like in the first movie, Jack kills. Mm-hmm. I, f- I forget the character's name, but Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> kills him because he's a bad guy. And, oh, I'm going to get you. And it has such a great one liner. Yeah. Where he's, I'm taller. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, but it's like in that moment, it's like Geiger's in the plane or whatever. It's like it's clear that they're not going to like just like shoot him mm-hmm. or just like push him into the water or something. It's like, it's clear that Alex is going to get Annie off the plane. Yeah. And then Geiger's probably going to fly away. And so he has to do something himself that gets himself killed. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, unless Jack is going to suddenly find a sniper rifle and take him out from the ocean yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Super silly. So, you know, he's just going to take himself out. But like Annie gets out of the plane because Alex like jumps up into it, looks at her and is like, hey, babe, how you doing? And then it, and then Geiger just looks at them and is like, oh, no. Yeah. And doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. He just looks at them like, oh, and then Alex just punches him in the face and takes Annie and jumps out of the plane. Yeah. Well, and no, then, they stand on the pontoon. Oh, and yeah. And that, it falls that, off. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to stand on that. Yeah. And then I guess I mean, I guess they kind of kill him by sort of dismantling his plane but it's still him not looking yeah that gets him to crash because it was clearly (laughs) still flyable because he was able to pull up in time to miss the tanker the first time the oil the oil tanker Uh he like flies up and misses like ramming into the side of it yeah and then doesn't pay attention (laughs) and flies into a pole yeah and then in the next scene he is spired 
on yeah. the pole? Uh, that was the craziest thing, that too, because I remembered that he, like, gets stuck on the... Th- or, uh, see, okay, I didn't remember that he got stuck on it. I knew that he crashed into it, and I thought that was it. I thought it was literally just, like, he looks up, and he goes, like, oh, fuck, and hits it, and it blows up, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he, like, runs into it and somehow has skewered the plane onto yeah. it, even though he ran into the side of it, absurd yeah it's like um, he landed on it like a helicopter coming yeah, straight down yeah, as opposed somehow. to flying into it like an airplane would yeah it was super know. dumb but then he dies that way whatever i don't care well but, no because but, that like causes a spark and drips well whatever, that's what i mean blah blah, like, blah oil tanker explodes but the crew was able to evacuate so somehow that's good yeah because like, he crashes into it and then they're like everyone needs to leave and somehow they're all like 400 feet away by the yeah. time it blows up <laughs> So yeah. it's like, how long was he in that plane dangling up there, just hanging out yeah. <laughs> until the sparks happened that blew him up? But just going back to when they escaped from his plane, Annie's the one sitting right next to him. Why didn't she punch him? Why couldn't she get her moment? You know what I mean? Her like, hands were still tied. She could have just gone Literally. like, blam. She oh, could have yeah, clocked him with both fists or something. Like how or she... headbutted him. Yeah. She could have been a badass in that moment, and instead he's literally is like, hold on, honey, I'm going to punch over you yeah. to punch the bad guy so I can get you out of here, damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Super lame. Really hated it. Um, I, I wanted a little Gracie Lou Freebird to come out. Yeah, really? <laughs> it's just super dumb, and I did not like it. Um, Agreed. And I mean, overall, that is basically my my review for the movie. It's super dumb. Didn't like it. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to see if there's any other little bits that I uh, I forgot to talk about. Oh, okay. Real quick thing that I forgot to talk about. <laughs> so they go into Geiger's room and they find the guy that I was certain that he had murdered. Oh, me too. And I was like, oh, he's not dead. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. But then they find his computers mm-hmm. and Geiger starts talking to Alex over the computers. Right. Which is, again, one of those moments where it's like, do you know Alex? Yeah. Because he's talking to him and he uses his name. And at one point he even mentions like, how's Annie or something? And I was like, what? How do you know Annie? Like, did you see the first movie somehow? Or, <laughs> so you know that she's a main character? Like, it just seemed crazy that yeah. he learned the names of people who were not at all on his radar before this cruise. Yeah. Yet he knows their names and he knows that they're together and he can taunt them and all that shit. Yeah. But he's on the computer and he gives them warning that the computers are going to explode in their faces. Yep. And I was like, I know that that's like a trope, like a bad guy trope of like doing too much (laughs) and, you know, letting the good guys escape because, you know, they're monologuing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the screen says like, goodbye, Alex. And then he says something like that too. Like, oh, you better watch out. And it's just like, shut up. Just, (laughs) Just let it explode. You know what you should do? Is you should do like uh, I think it's in one of the Saw movies, honestly. And as weird as it is to bring that up as terms of like do it like this movie because it's so good. <laughs> but there's a scene where where I think it's like the FBI agents or something. They come into a room and there's one of the little dolls sitting there, mm-hmm. and like a tape plays and it says something to them, you know, something menacing and whatever. And then all of a sudden it goes like. <sighs> And it's like kind of whispering. Yeah. And one of them leans into it and then it blows up in their face. Yeah. Like that's the kind of shit you should do. You shouldn't warn them and be like, look out behind you or something, (laughs) you know, whatever. You should just like try to lure them in, like, oh, what does this say? Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? I have a really tiny (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and just to to get them to lean in and mm-hmm. get blown up easier, but instead it gives them time to literally leap all the way out of the room into the hallway yep. and escape the explosions. God damn it! <laughs> also, just like I don't know if there was something else going on that I didn't understand, 
But there's a scene when Alex goes back into that dance floor mm-hmm. and Geiger is broadcasting his face on all those TVs. And, and Alex keeps shooting them? He shoots at them three times. And I like the first time I understood out of like shock because yeah. they suddenly spring to life. And he's mm-hmm. like, holy fuck. And he fires. And it's like, oh, dummy. It's just a TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then he keeps shooting at them. And yeah. I'm like, you... You get that he's on TV, right? Yeah, you know that that's not a real person right there standing standing there behind those glass boxes. Yeah, like you know that you know that the like the people on your TV aren't behind your TV, right? <laughs> it's from far away. Oh, it was absurd. I, I was I, I was I was hoping that there was something that I was missing, or it was like maybe if he shoots the TVs, it'll reveal something. And yeah. then, no, like, no, Geiger was off in a different corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you had spent your time looking for that, you would have seen him before he ran away. Yeah. But instead, you shot the TVs three times because you're an <laughs> idiot. Like, he was monologuing for so long. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we have a few movies sort of lined up for the rest of this month in the hopes that we can watch that are completely unnecessary. I do not know if we will find one as unnecessary as this. Uh, yeah, that's going to be... The, we really set the, the bar. <laughs> set the bar pretty high, but we do or have some pretty... Uh, yeah, who knows, really? <laughs> but it's like we do have some pretty good leads on movies that we want to do for the rest of this month that might surpass it simply because of the greatness of the original movie. Like, Speed is wonderful, and it's mm-hmm. a great action movie, but it's not necessarily like one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it's up there, but it's not there yet. But we have a couple of sequels in mind that are to movies that may be considered some of the greatest ever yeah, made. Definitely in multiple like top hundred lists. Oh, yeah. Easily. So it's like if not top 50. Yeah. Like the the disparity between the greatness of the original and whatever the fuck we're going to get out of these <laughs> sequels that don't need to exist. Uh, I'm excited to find out. Me too. But I think that is going to wrap it up here for Popcorn for Dinner this week. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Looks like your vacation's almost over. (laughs) 